0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned how Joshua and the Israelites settled in their promised land. God had promised the land to Abraham hundreds of years before, and now his family, who had become the great nation of Israel, were finally home. But this was not to be the end of the story. God still had a plan. You see, the Israelites had been rescued from slavery in Egypt, but they still needed to be rescued from their sinful ways. God wanted the Israelites for His chosen people so that they would be the ones to bring the message of His rescue plan. God still had a promise to keep to Abraham. You see, a long time ago, when God promised Abraham that he would be a great nation and that he would live in the land flowing with milk and honey, God also promised Abraham that his family would be a blessing to the rest of the world. How could Israel, a great and mighty nation living in their promised land, become a blessing to the rest of the world? They were to be an example so that the other nations could see what it looked like to follow and obey God. They were to show the other nations who didn't know God that they too could come to know Him. The greatest part of the promise was that one day Jesus would come. He would be born as an Israelite from the seed of Abraham to save the world from their sin. Once the Israelites settled in the land, God told them to drive out all of the evil and wicked nations that were living there. God had given those nations time to repent and seek Him, but they had refused. They continued to worship idols and perform sacrifices that were evil in the sight of the Lord. So it was time for them to leave the land. But instead of driving out all of the other nations who lived in the promised land, the Israelites allowed many of them to stay. They disobeyed God and allowed these wicked nations with their evil practices of idol worship to stay and live in the land with them. This broke God's heart. He said to them, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land that I swore to give to your forefathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Instead, you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? Now, therefore, I tell you that I will not drive them out before you. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a snare to you. Truth-seekers, that is not good. Have you ever pricked your finger on a sharp thorn? Sometimes when I try to pick roses from a rose bush, I prick my finger and it hurts. God told the Israelites that the nations and their false gods who were still living in the land— would be something that would hurt them in the end. God requires our obedience because he knows that to obey him is for our good. So, finally, each of the tribes took possession of the land, each to his own inheritance. The people served God throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel Joshua, the servant of the Lord, grew older, and his time had come to go and be with the Lord. He died at the age of a 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance. As that generation of men and women grew older, too, they also passed away, and their children grew up and lived in the land. But there was one very, very big problem, truth-seekers. The Bible says that the children who grew up in the land did not know the Lord. They did not know the Lord or what He had done for their parents. How could this be, you ask? How could an entire generation of young children grow up not knowing the Lord? Hadn't they been told about the time God caused the waters of the Jordan River to stop flowing so they could cross over on dry ground? Or hadn't they heard about the walls of Jericho come tumbling down as the men and women shouted unto God and the trumpets sounded and the walls came down? Hadn't they heard about the mighty and miraculous things the Lord had done for their parents? Didn't anyone tell them? Oh, true seekers, to me, this is the saddest moment in Israelite history. The Israelite parents had not taught their children in the ways of the Lord. They had not passed on the great knowledge and love of God who had rescued them and brought them into the land. And so an entire generation of children grew up not knowing the Lord. How this must have broke the heart of God. And I'm sorry to say that It only gets worse because the children had not been taught the ways of the Lord. Instead of worshiping Him, they began to worship the false gods of the nations who were still living in the land that had not been driven out. The false gods that were being worshiped in the nation would be the thorn that would prick the children of Israel. The Bible says that they actually forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the peoples around them. They began to worship Baal. Who is Baal, you ask? Baal was the chief god worshipped by the Canaanites who had been living in the land before the Israelites took possession of it. The Canaanites worshipped Baal as a god who they believed sent them rain. They would pray to Baal and ask him to send rain and cause their crops to grow with fruits and vegetables. They built altars to Baal on mountaintops and hills because they believed he lived in the sky and the higher their altars were, the closer they were to Baal and maybe he would hear them. They would cry out to him and bow down to him and even sacrifice their own children to him. It was awful, awful. Now you see why God wanted the Israelites to drive them out of the land. Their practices were an abomination to God. But sadly, the Israelites began to worship Baal too and bow down to him, even though he wasn't real. They only thought he was. You see, God's enemy Satan, the same Satan who tricked Eve in the Garden of Eden, He tricked the Israelites into believing Baal was real. Satan loves to deceive and trick. He will do whatever it takes to get people to worship anything but the one true God. And so, because the Israelites began to worship Baal and other false gods, Yahweh, the one true God, removed His protection from them, and raiders and enemy nations began to invade their land. But this time God was not with the Israelites to fight for them and win. The Israelites found themselves in great distress and trouble as nations entered their land and war broke out. They no longer had the protection of the Lord and they were surprised by what was happening. Would God leave them to suffer and be defeated? After years and years of suffering, The Israelites finally would call out to God to help them and deliver them. And as the loving and compassionate God that he is, he would listen. He decided in his mercy and grace to raise up men and women called judges to save them out of the hands of raiders who invaded their land. One judge God raised up was a woman. Her name was Deborah. Deborah was a prophetess and a wise woman who knew the Lord and spent time with Him. Usually a prophet or a prophetess was someone who heard from the Lord clearly. They spent much time with God and listened to Him and followed Him and obeyed Him, and the Lord would speak to them and give them words of wisdom to lead the people. Because Deborah was close to the Lord and prayed to Him daily, The Lord gave her wisdom to lead the Israelites. She set up her own court as judge, and the Israelites would come to her to settle their disputes. She would help them with their arguments and their disputes. She would give them wisdom just like a judge does today in a court. Her close relationship with God enabled her to lead the people well, and they respected her. Now, during this time, there was a Canaanite king named Jabin. King Jabin had a large army, and the commander of his army was named Sisera. King Jabin's army was so large that he had nine hundred iron chariots with horses and swords and bows and arrows. No other army had iron chariots like King Jabin. When the Israelites continued to do evil and worship Baal in the sight of the Lord, God allowed King Jabin to attack the Israelites for 20 years. Finally, the Israelites cried to the Lord for help, and the Lord heard them. In His grace and love, guess who He sent to help deliver them? If you said Deborah, you are correct. The Lord came to Deborah and spoke to her and said, I want you to call a man by the name of Barak and tell him to go and fight against the king Jabin and his commander Sisera and that I will be with him. So Deborah sent for Barak and he came and stood before her. And she said to Barak, The Lord, the God of Israel commands you, Go, take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them to the Mount Tabor. He will lure Sisera, the commander of King Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. When Barak heard this, he said to Deborah, If you go with me, I will go, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. Poor Barak, he was afraid. He knew Deborah was a great woman of God, and if she went with him, surely God would go with them into battle. So Deborah agreed to go with him. She said, Very well, I will go with you. But because of the way you are going about this, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. So Deborah went with Barak and they took 10,000 fighting men with them. And they charged out to meet and fight against Commander Sisera and his 900 iron chariots and the men with him. Then Deborah cried out to Barak, Go! This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor, followed by ten thousand men. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and cornered him and all his chariots and army and defeated them. Barak pursued King Jabin's army and defeated the entire army. All except For one man. While Barak was pursuing the rest of the army, Sisera, the commander, saw what was happening, and he abandoned his chariot and ran away on foot. But the Lord would not let him get away that easy. As Sisera was sneaking away from the battle, he ran into a woman who lived nearby in a tent. Her name was Jael. Jael knew that Sisera was an enemy of the Lord. So Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, sir, come right in. Don't be afraid. So Sisera entered her tent. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and told him to lie down. He said to her, stand in the doorway of the tent. If someone comes by and asks you, is anyone here? Say no, no one is here. Sisera thought he was hiding from Barak and the Israelites, but little did he know that when he fell asleep, Jael would not let him escape. The Lord gave Jael the victory over Sisera, the commander of King Jabin's army, that day. And just as Deborah had prophesied, the battle was ultimately defeated by a woman and that woman was Jael. On that day Deborah and Barak sang a song of thanksgiving unto the Lord for delivering them from their enemies. They sang, Hear this you kings, listen you rulers, I will sing to the Lord, I will sing, I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. O Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the land of Eden, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water, the mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. Village life in Israel ceased, ceased until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. May all your enemies perish, O Lord, but may they who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. And so God used Deborah as a leader and judge over Israel to help them rise up and fight against their enemies. And I'd like to say, after that day, the Israelites no longer worshipped Baal and other false gods. But unfortunately, what do you think happened? Again, the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they slowly over time went back to worshipping false gods And they forgot the God of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Would the Lord deliver them again? Would the Lord raise up another judge in the land? Who do you think he will send next? You'll just have to tune in to find out. Dear truth seekers, what truth can we find in today's story? What lesson did you learn today as you listened A truth we can find in this story is how important it is that God's word be taught from generation to generation so we never forget His love and faithfulness to us. I am so glad you have chosen to listen to this podcast and learn these Bible stories about God, because by doing so, you are not like the generation of children in Israel who grew up without being taught God's truth. Instead, you are growing up knowing God and what His Word says. Don't ever stop learning about God and the Bible. It is what will keep you close to Him and following Him. The new generation of Israelites did not know how to follow or serve God because they had not been taught. Another truth we can learn from this story is that idol worship is a very serious sin to God. Anything we make as more important than God can become an idol to us. Are there things or people in your life that you are in danger of making more important than God? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you put God first in all things, and He will lead you and guide you and be there for you. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Judges chapters 1-5. through Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we learn about another judge named Gideon. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Father, we thank you that we have the opportunity to learn about you and know about you from your word. There are so many other children out there who don't know you. Give us opportunities to share the good news from what we are learning with others around us. Help us to have a love for your word and want to read it and keep it close to our hearts every day so that we will not be drawn to idols or anything else that we might make as more important than you. Forgive us. We repent of placing things in our lives as more important than you. We place you on the throne of our hearts as king and ruler. You are a good king and you do not withhold any good thing from us. We worship you and you alone. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week and I look forward to our time together next week.